You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hope your work week is off to a great start and you're halfway through it. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. We'll recap some of what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. BYU head coach Kalani Satake speaking to the media, as well as Chris Wilcox, an interesting character, a guy that BYU fans are excited to see on the field once again. What is his status in fall camp so far? We'll break that down and also get you some of the news and notes from our BYU practice insiders to talk about what they've learned the last few days when they've watched BYU in action. So a lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show. It is all brought to you today by our good friends at rockauto.com as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 19th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, with us here. I didn't do an intro yesterday, so those of you who may have been new to the podcast have no idea who I am if that was your one podcast you listened to, but hey... My apologies for that. I got all hot and bothered over the Army uh, rumors that were out there that I just jumped right into it. So let's jump right in right now. I can tell you guys this much. BYU's football program, the players inside the program have been told that BYU will be playing at Army on September 19th. That's not revolutionary information. It is a tidbit I don't think many people know about, but I do know and I can report this that BYU's football players have been told that Army will be the game on September 19th out in West Point. And also yesterday, I made a gaffe that I probably should have realized at the time because I kind of knew that I was pronouncing it incorrectly, but I should have done some more research on it. But Mikey Stadium, not Mitchie Stadium out there in West Point, New York, Mikey Stadium is where BYU will be playing that game, one of the more legendary and historic stadiums in all of college football. So it appears for the time being, BYU has five games on their schedule as it stands. Of course, the opener just 19 days away from today, as they'll face off against the Naval Academy in Annapolis. I would guess that, like I said yesterday, on September 12th, the next weekend, when BYU's playing Labor Day night, a quick five-day turnaround to play a game doesn't necessarily seem all that ideal for BYU. So if they were to play a game that weekend, I would guess it's an FCS team or BYU could uh, go on a bye that weekend and then begin preparations for Army the following week. And I don't think that necessarily necessarily be a bad thing because you're going to be facing two option teams within the first two or maybe three games of your season. Why not just focus on it? And coming up this week, it sounds like Kalani Sitake and the BYU football staff, they're going to switch their attentions over to Navy full-time, essentially close out fall camp and begin game preparations for the Naval Academy. And that should be exciting, folks. Everything indicates right now that BYU is going to play that game against Navy. How many games do they play this fall? Who knows? There's no exact uh, way to clarify that. I do know this though. BYU anticipates playing a full slate of games. Now you may term a full slate of games to mean different things, but in talking with people around the BYU football program, 
they're confident they can get up to 12 games scheduled, no problem. The The issue isn't having a teams available to schedule them. It's just a matter of, okay, do you build in some quote-unquote outs? And I don't, I don't know if that's the right term, but maybe you schedule 11 or 12 teams and expect, you know what, if we play 9 or 10 of these, we call it a day and we're happy with it. Overall, I think that BYU's on a good path right now. They're the only team west of Texas to be playing football currently, and obviously uh, the issue with Air, the Air Force Academy, are they going to play their games against both Navy and Army? If they do, okay, there's another Western team for maybe one or two games. But in talking with people uh, both inside and outside the program, BYU is very intent on scheduling Air Force if the cadets are going to play games this fall. They'd like to have a third game so uh, that Air Force would play, I guess, both of the service academies that are their rivals and then BYU, a nice regional game for the Cougars. I don't think the problem is, and in talking with people around the program, is that BYU, they can get up to 12 games. They can schedule 12 games. It's just a matter of, okay, can we get what we need on our end of it? Uh, Do we get return games for these teams we're going to play? If we're going to travel out there, are they going to come back and play in Provo at some point? And when are they going to do that? The biggest holdup right now with games like the Army game that have been all but set they haven't been officially announced by either program and that's probably due to contracts still needing to be signed or vetted by a lawyer whatever it might be the nice part is is that BYU they're doing their due diligence and if they can get return games out of some of these uh, arrangements that are being put together on the fly it bodes well for BYU bolstering their schedule going on into the future as an independent. And obviously, if they were to get into a conference at that point, you kind of renegotiate everything, uh, buy out of whatever you need to, or have those quote-unquote out clauses in the contracts you have signed for games to make sure you're able to do that. The flexibility BYU has is enviable. I think for many football programs around the country, I think a lot of programs see what BYU's been able to do in terms of navigating. Uh, They're going to play this fall for all intents and purposes currently. They're going to play games. They have the ability to control their TV money with their exclusive rights deal with ESPN. There are so many advantages BYU is taking advantage of right now as an independent. And Kalani Satake, I think he understands that. He spoke to the media yesterday during media availability. And when asked about the Army game and just what Tom Homo is doing and trying to put together a schedule for BYU, here's what he had to say. So I just know that Tom's working hard and, and uh, get our schedule, but um, until it's official, you know, there's not really much to report. So I think uh, I think there's been a lot of um, talk about it. So we'll see what happens in the next little bit. But I'll just let Tom do his part, and I'm gonna do my mine, which is coach these guys up. You know, we had a couple good practices so far yesterday and today. So I'm really excited about scrimmage coming up on set on uh, Thursday. There you go, Kalani Satake, and he's really just kind of taking an approach of, you know what, I'm going to have my team prepared whenever those games become announced. But it sounds like BYU is very much on track to put together a pretty good schedule considering the circumstances they find themselves in. At this point, it's looking more and more unlikely that BYU may not have a Power 5 team on their schedule. I really do think at this point, if BYU were to play a Power 5 team this fall, it's going to be Notre Dame. I know many of you are probably laughing at me saying that, but I'm telling you, if there is one Power 5 game out there that seems more likely than others, it's the Fighting Irish. And obviously with the ACC rules uh, in terms of their scheduling, BYU would have to go to South Bend, but why not? If you can go build some more goodwill with Notre Dame and maybe finally get them to come back to Provo at some point in the near-term future, 
Why not do that? Uh, get Notre Dame on the docket and, you know, fill out, their, fill out your schedule with Sunbelt and AAC teams beyond that. I think BYU, if they're able to play 10, 11, even 12 games this fall, massive, massive win for the Cougars. And I think that the Cougars are very much going about things the right way. And I look forward to seeing how things go coming up here in the next few weeks. Obviously still monitoring the COVID outbreaks both in Annapolis and Maryland out there for the Naval Academy as well as here at home for BYU. But if the cases continue to drop like they have in the state of Utah, BYU is going to be in a really good spot. And they're going to have a lot of eyes on them if they do play games this fall. We've already talked about that previously, but it's just a massive, massive opportunity for BYU football this fall to gain a lot of market share that may not otherwise be there for them. So I think everything is looking up for the Cougars currently. That all could change very quickly, but currently it's a positive outlook for BYU football, and that's why I think everybody listening to this podcast should be excited that BYU football is 19 days away from today and As it stands right now, that game will be played Labor Day night out there at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll stay with Kalani Satake, get some more thoughts from him from his BYU football media availability yesterday. And coming up just a little bit later on, you're going to hear from Chris Wilcox, the senior cornerback, a guy who's got NFL aspirations, a guy who could really, I think, make some uh, waves this fall if he's able to get on the field We'll let, him, let you hear from him about his status currently in fall camp and what he expects to do and why he is very happy to be playing football just overall. We'll get to all of that coming up. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've told you a lot about Rock Auto recently, but rockauto.com is the best place to get all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. I talked about recently I had to replace a door handle on my car. My wife, uh, she actually is looking at currently switching out her taillights. So we actually went on rockauto.com, looked up her Honda Pilot that she has, and she wanted to look at see what options there were for her tail lights. She's uh, uh, she likes semantics. She likes the whole like specifying things the way she wants them to be. And we've been looking at it, and we're still going to do some more research on it and see which tail lights she prefers, the look, etc., and replace those. The nice part is we have this resource with RockAuto.com, guys. It is the best place to get the parts for your car, truck, or SUV if you need them. It's always reliably low pricing. You don't have to join a quote unquote savings program or pay money. Money to save money, all those different schemes that are out there. Simply put, rockauto.com is the source for you guys to save some money on your auto parts for whatever you are looking to do and just make sure it's an easy process. And the best part about it all, by the way, is it's shipped directly to your door. There's no having to go pick it up from somewhere. It's delivered right to your house. And there you go. Boom, done, delivered, and off you go. I love rockauto.com, guys. You can search by part. You can search by specification. You can search by manufacturer. You even can search by price. It's a totally customizable experience to what you're trying to do to upgrade your car, fix your car, or just overall make your life a little bit better when it comes to your vehicle. So check it out. That's rockauto.com, a 20-year-old company, a family-owned company, and they want your business. When you stop by, make sure to put locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they, they that they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. 
Let's dive back into what some of what Kalani Satake had to say to the media yesterday during BYU football media availability. And Kalani is a, a interesting character, and you guys have probably heard him talk for years now as the head coach at BYU. But he gives you nuggets every now and then, and what he looks for from uh, the BYU football program, what he expects from his team. And this Thursday, BYU will hold, I guess, what will term their final scrimmage of fall camp. And then it sounds like at that point they will be turning their attention full time to getting ready for the option attack and for Navy in their season opener. But he talked about, and I actually asked the question about what it takes to get ready for an option attack like the Naval Academy features. Here's what I had to say in that regard. Discipline and toughness is the, is the, the two things that I think uh, when you look at these teams that are playing again, I mean, I, I've had experience in the past, right? So I've seen it. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to defend it, but when it comes down to it, that, that option is base so that they can take advantage of someone being undisciplined um, and trying to do too much instead of just doing their 111th on the field and then uh, you know then the toughness part they're going to test your toughness and uh, see how you you uh, react to the physical part of it getting cut and things like that and uh, I think that that fits I think both those things should fit our our culture and fit our, our players really well as far as uh, testing those things but you know they, they, they're they're experts at it and um so we'll see how it goes. I think that uh, you know they finished ranked last year. They had they had a really talented team and explosive. Scored a lot of points. Um, you know, had 11 wins. Uh, won their bowl game against a P5 team. So uh, this team is talented and, and well coached. And I know a lot of coaches on that staff. And um, you know, so I, I know that they'll have these guys ready and and they'll test us. And so it's it's a matter of us being able to simulate as much as we can in practice and trying to. That's why we're going to go live and try to get our guys to, you know, I think we have tough guys, but just kind of remind them that this is going to be that kind of game. Preparing for an option attack is not an easy task. And obviously, young men who are geeked and ready to play football, well, guess what? It's easy to get out of your assignment. But what the option offense is designed to do is that those guys who get themselves out of alignment or try to do more than what their assignment is on any given play as a defender it will pick on you all day long until you prove you can stop it. It is an effective, beautiful offense when it's run at its peak. I can remember back to watching some of the great Air Force teams under Fisher DeBerry back in the day. Even some of these Navy teams that I've seen over the years, even some Georgia Tech uh, moments under Paul Johnson after he went on to coach the Yellow Jackets for a time there. When the option, the triple option, the flex bone as they call it, is run at a high level, there's not a more effective offense, I think, at taking advantage of what the defense will give you. And obviously, we see spread offenses, the air raid, even some of the more traditional offenses, I-backs and split-backs, all those different things. They're designed to take advantage of what the defense will give you. That's a very simple concept in, in college football and just football in general. But the option offense, if you are an over-eager defender and you get maybe even one step out of place, guess what? That option is going to hit right where you were supposed to be, and it's going to be a big gain and it's absolutely going to tear you apart. Coaches tear their hair out when they get ready for games like this. And I, I don't envy Kalani Satake and his staff trying to get his team ready for potentially as many as three teams who run the option if they were to land the Air Force game at some point this season. BYU could be facing a lot of option teams, maybe the most option teams they've ever faced in BYU football history in a single season. And it's going to be 
incumbent upon BYU's defensive core. Uh, speaking of you guys like Kyrus Tonga, Lorenzo Fawate at defensive tackle, uh, Tyler Batty and some of the defensive ends out there, even up into the linebacking core, Chaz Ayu, Isaiah Kafusi, uh, Peyton Wilgar, Pepe Tanuvasa, a guy who played at Navy before transferring to BYU. And then in the defensive secondary, it's guys like Troy Warner and Zane Anderson. They all have to be assignment sound. You have to be able to be right where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Take on the assignment that you've been given. Don't try and do another guy's assignment. And also, don't forget to do your own. And at that point, you have a better chance of succeeding as a defense against this. I will give Bronco Mendenhall immense credit. During his entirety of his run at BYU, it never felt like once his team struggled against a triple option offense like the Air Force Academy featured when BYU was in the Mountain West Conference. He seemed to have the book written on how to defend the option, and his team executed executed it brilliantly. They did a great job. Can BYU get some more of that magic under Kalani Satake? They've never faced an option team until this year during his tenure as a BYU head coach. He has coached against it at, uh, against the Naval Academy, I believe, twice when he was the defensive coordinator at Utah. So he has familiarity with it. But having familiarity with it and translating that to your players go out there and execute it the way you want it to be executed, uh, there's, there's some questions to be had there. And I, I look forward to seeing BYU play football, period, this fall. But this option attack for Navy, it is a whole other animal to prepare for. And I'm glad BYU is actually ending fall camp a little bit early here, giving themselves essentially what? Over two weeks to prepare for the option in its entirety. Uh, he talked a little bit yesterday about the fact that they've already gone over option concepts during fall camp to this point. They've been working on it. Uh, the BYU defense, while they're also installing their own defense, they're working on just defending the option. But once this uh, scrimmage comes on Thursday, it sounds like after that, it is full steam ahead, full focus on the Naval Academy. And that's where you really start seeing this team narrow in on what they need to do to defend against the triple option attack that Kenny Matalolo and Ivan Jasper and the rest of the midshipmen will bring on Labor Day night. So... I, I look forward to this matchup. I am geeked to see BYU football playing. It looks like more and more that this is actually going to be the quote-unquote season opener for the entirety of the sport, speaking of college football. And that would be a fantastic platform to be on. You're going to be on Monday Night Football, in essence, because the NFL kicks off later that week with the Thursday night game, and then the following week will be the first Monday night game. You're kind of the kickoff to the fall football season outside of high school if you're BYU. And, man... Could there be a bigger platform for you to go out there and really strike a big win out there in Annapolis? I'm not sure there is. And I know that 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year overall. But I think the good news is, is that BYU is absolutely doing their part to be ready for this opportunity. And I couldn't be more geeked. I meant to get to some more of Kalani Sitake's comments, but I just got talking about Navy and defending the option. And we're going to talk more about that more in depth in coming weeks. I'm actually going to talk to some people who are experts when it comes to running the triple option offense and get some of their keys against defending it and also all what BYU needs to do to prepare for this type of an attack. We'll have that in coming days and weeks. We'll have media on from out there in Annapolis. It's just overall, it's going to be a fun, fun game, and I look forward to covering it. 
I don't know that I'll be there in person. I would actually highly doubt that I make the trip out to Annapolis, but you can guarantee I will be glued to my television come Labor Day evening. And I'm looking forward to it, guys. And I hope you guys have the same type of anxiety, but also excitement that I have currently for BYU football. The anxiety for me comes with the fact that I feel like at any point this could be shut down and it could be ripped away from us and almost be worse than it has been before with the games being torn away due to the announcements by the Pac-10, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten deciding to postpone their season. That hurt to see BYU's schedule just absolutely ravaged in a matter of days. But to have a game scheduled or a season scheduled and have it ripped away a second time, man, I'm not sure what I would do at that point. I'd be really in a tailspin at that point. So I think the positive news is full steam ahead to getting ready for Navy. And I think we can all take comfort in that, that BYU football plans on playing that game. All right, we'll stay on the football side of things. We're going to catch up with Chris Wilcox, some of his comments to the media yesterday. It sounds like he's getting closer and closer to being cleared to play for BYU. What does that entail? We'll let you hear from him here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control, guys. This is the best pest control company out there. A local company based here on the Wasatch Front, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. So if you live in Davis and Weber counties, Salt Lake County, even out in Tooele and Wasatch counties, if you need pest control services, trust All Guard Pest Control to stop on by. I was uh, driving home from work the other day, and this is a funny story, and I don't know if that I actually told this uh, before now, and I'm guessing if Seth, the owner of All Guard, is listening to this, and I know he is, he listens every day, but I was actually driving down the street, and I was on I-15, actually. I was driving home from work. I got on I-15, and I'm just motoring along and doing my thing, and all of a sudden, I see this this van in front of me, and it's obviously one of those, uh, what you call them, a utility van. And I see on the back of it, it's got a purple design that I'm like, that looks really familiar. Then I look at the name. It says All Guard Pest Control on it. I tried to catch up to it to get a picture of the rear of the car. I was going to have some fun with it. Probably not my safest idea to be admitting that I was trying to take a picture while driving, but forgive me. I didn't actually get the picture. I never caught up. I was driving a speed limit, and don't, don't get on me about that, but... I did see All Guard Pest Control. They're out and about, and this was in Salt Lake County. So they are up and down the Wasatch Front, and I mean that sincerely. This is the best pest control company out there, guys. They will make sure that your home is protected against any type of pest you got. You need a one-time service? They'll come out and treat you the one time. They'll leave you alone. You want year-round protection? They also offer that. They have all of the plans that you need to make sure that your experience is customized to you. Obviously, Seth and his team are taking the utmost precautions with the COVID-19 pandemic. They're wearing masks, wearing gloves, being very careful when they come in your home. Make sure that you feel comfortable with their services. So give them a call. Give them your business. 801-851-1812 is the phone phone number, excuse me. 801-851-1812 or check them out online to learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. You'll see that color scheme, the purple and white scheme that I noticed on the vehicle when I was driving I- I-15. Seth and his team are the best of the best. Make sure to let them know that Locked on Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Once again, the phone number, 801-851-1812. That's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Check them out online at allguardpestcontrols, with an S, dot com.
All right, guys, as we close out this Wednesday edition of the show, Chris Wilcox is a character that BYU football fans want to see have a great end to his BYU career. He's dealt with numerous lower leg injuries in the last couple of years, precluded him from playing in all but one game a year ago, and it appears that he is not fully cleared at this point to participate in fall camp, but he's getting closer and closer. Here's what he had to say yesterday about his health. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, coaches is kind of just easing me into it, but I feel good. I feel great for 100 percent. So just waiting for me to waiting for them to give me the green light. And when Wilcox says he's waiting to be cleared, that doesn't mean he's not actually out of practice. It doesn't mean he's actually not participating. He's doing uh, more things on the side and kind of working out with his teammates, but he's not participating in full team drills. I'll let him explain it. Here you go. Uh, I mean, I've been doing like my individuals with uh, the corners and things like that. Uh, scout with like going over Navy and um, they've been like limited as far as like team goes. But I know hopefully in the next coming weeks, I'll be able to do everything. There you go, Chris. He is looking to be cleared in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, they would put him up right up against the limit for preparations for the Naval Academy. But right now, I really do feel like BYU just wants to make sure that he is fully healthy and fit whenever he hits the field. This is a kid, I'm speaking of Chris Wilcox, who came to BYU as a guy who had never played cornerback, and he's turned himself into a legitimate NFL draft prospect. He needs to get game action, though. He needs to show that he's healthy, and I think that's the chief concern for the BYU football staff right now is making sure that once he hits the field, he's not having to come right back off like a year ago. He played in the one game and then had to be shut down, essentially, for the rest of the season. He He had a setback. You can't have that happen for a young man like that. He has been a great ambassador for the university as a guy who came uh, from California as a non-member, not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but he's embraced the entirety of his experience as a BYU football player. He's one of the first guys that has gone through his entire career as Kalani Sitake, as the, with Kalani Sitake as his head coach. This has been a cool story to see Chris Wilcox really rise from obscurity to really be a prominent player for the BYU defense, and I hope he gets that opportunity. And he also talked yesterday about the fact that during the time when BYU wasn't sure who they'd be playing this fall, well, the the name Navy that came up for them when Navy was announced as their season-opening opponent, well, here's what he had to say in terms of what that did for the, I guess, overall morale of the BYU football program. It gives us a lot of motivation because I know at first a lot of us were like, man, are we even going to have a game? Are we are we even going to have a season? And then um, when we found out we were going to play Navy, it just gave us a lot of um, – it gave us like a, a boost, I would say. Instead of just going to practice, not knowing what we're practicing for, like knowing that we're going to play Navy, it just gave us like a big boost, and we're very excited. I think what Wilcox just described right there, and also Jay Drew wrote about this in the Deseret News, is exactly what a lot of BYU football players probably had on their minds as they were preparing for a season without a number of games that they expected to have this fall. It would be easy to start questioning, are we actually going to play games? But when that Navy game came along, it appears that it really helped boost morale and keep guys motivated to continue to prepare for the season. I'm expecting a bevy of games to be announced in the next couple of weeks as BYU puts this schedule together on the fly. It wouldn't surprise me at one point that Tom Holman just puts out like this master list and says, we've scheduled X, Y, and Z, and just goes with that. I don't think it's going to take that long for BYU to put this schedule together. I know they're doing their due diligence. There are lawyers on both sides for all these different contracts that need to be signed, but hey, 
I can tell you this much. They're doing their best, and they're expecting to play football this fall. And Chris Wilcox talked a little bit about that as well. We'll finish up on that on this final comment from him today is that he's just happy that BYU is stuck to their guns and they're getting ready to play football this fall. You know, with me not being able to participate, I played like one game last year. Um, I'm just ready to get back on the field. I know with everything going on, it's very um, unfortunate, but I'm glad we're able to, I know like there's other schools in the West Coast that have canceled and I'm I'm happy that BYU is able to um, still play and um, they're taking really good care of us as far as all the the taking our temperature, coming in, all the procedures we have to follow. So I'm just very happy we're still able to play. I think that says it all, guys. He is ready to play football, and I think the rest of the BYU football program is ready for that. And I think all of us, myself included, you the listener, I think we're all excited to see BYU playing football this fall. 19 days away, folks, so get ready for it. We'll have it covered for you from top to bottom every day here on the podcast. Follow the show on social media for all the latest when it comes to BYU sports as well as show news at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed where I post a lot of updates as well is at Jacob. C. Hatch, H-A-T-C-H on the last name. And feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for this podcast. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. It is a ton of fun to be with you guys each and every day. So I hope you have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 19th, 2020. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.